pint. Got your pig snacks. What more do you want? Oh. Any favourite monkey? Ready, Clive. Yeah, I love his mum, Ed. She's like butter. Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. Well, your mum rang about going around tomorrow night, and then Liz rang about the two of you eating out tonight, and then your mum rang back to see if I wanted to eat her out tonight. What? The following episode contains spoilers. Second album I ever bought! It's four in the fucking morning! It's Saturday! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was kind of, I was debating like how long should I leave him thinking that I can't see him just in case I can't. Yeah, you get tell me that reaction. the monitor's out and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start testing boundaries. You know what I mean? Yeah, you say that yeah. you don't have a monitor plugged in, it'll start with like swearing and stuff like that and then yeah, yeah. rapidly progress to me. Nudity. Being like, how's yeah, this for fried just, gold? Yeah, yeah, like, how is this for some fried gold whilst parting my ass cheeks directly at Cam? You know what I mean? Make the eye contact. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane. How are we doing today? Dude, I'm fucked, man. I've got, yeah. like, a weird fucking... I think I've got, like, a weird ear... I think it's inner ear. On. I think it's inner ear. In I think it's inner ear. The, the doctor thought it was dehydration, even though I do nothing but drink fucking water all day. Mm-hmm. Although, to be fair, given the weather lately, I can kind of understand why they're they're probably seeing a lot of people who and they're just going, "You're just dehydrated." Yeah, because I imagine fifty percent of the people that walk in the door are just dehydrated. But to give yeah. you an external ear spray for what is clearly an inner ear infection, seeing as you it's cannot literally stand a spritz. up. I'm getting like a little like a <laughs> like a little spritz from it. Essentially, I've got mad vertigo at the moment. Like I've got I've had yeah. a headache for about two and a half, maybe three weeks. I've got mad vertigo. Hitchcock levels for the first time in my entire fucking life. Like I was I was literally sitting on my bed the other day, and then just mm-hmm. out of the blue, the room started spinning, Amazing. and I fell out. I just fell off the bed. Like I couldn't. Hey, I on, couldn't man. fucking. It's just your body's way. It's your body's way of giving you a treat for one year of sobriety. I guess so, man. I'm That's pretty fucking is. proud of hitting the year sober. That's as that you was, should be. That was my uh, that's my big my big achievement recently. Of course, but, yeah. But this vertigo shit, man. It's like I've been on a three day bender. Yeah. And you know when you you kind of when you lie down for the first time in mm-hmm. about forty eight hours after just drinking consistently. Yep. You have to put the one foot on the floor to stop the room you from do. spinning. That yep. shit doesn't work when it's vertigo and you're no. sober doesn't no. work there's no. no grounding there's none there's none, there's none. it's but super that's like fun. I say, it's, it's your body it's your body's way of treating you for a year so where it's going remember the good times i'm not gonna lie i did kind of think it might have been like because i used to do a lot of uh, like hallucinogenics when i was younger mm-hmm. i was thinking maybe it's there's Is this like, an acid flashback yeah i've just hit the point yeah, where yeah. all of the flashbacks have started coming through yeah. now and then this is this is life now this is life now. All the LSD that's in your bone marrow is finally seeping out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll be going, I'll be on my turn, like trying to buy a Dr. Pepper at a fucking vending machine, yeah. and all of a sudden it starts screaming at me and the world's upside down. Yeah. But other than that, I'm golden, mate. How are you? Yeah, doing all right. I mean, usual usual thing, innit? I mean, as the listeners will know, we started this podcast with both our mental healths. We're in the bin. Um, mm-hmm. Mine's, I mean, it's not, it's not in the bin as much as it was. It's very much like on the, on the flap. You know, I'm the tea bag oh, that's, that's good, stuck, man. stuck yeah, on yeah. the lid. 
Um, but it's still not great, so uh, it's been back and forth with that. It's been adjacent. It's been adjacent. The last couple of episodes, you may have noticed, uh, dear listener, that I've been somewhat energy-free. Um, that's just been because I've uh, been wanting to have a romantic bath with a toaster. But I'm back now, feeling better. And uh, I'm, just de- I'm just dealing with the heat and the fact that I am absolutely melting. Mm-hmm. And uh, some work stress. But beyond that, all good. What are we doing today, Ben? Uh, today is the first episode... In our Cornetto trilogy, which is fucking awesome. So what we're doing at the moment, last week we did Jurassic Park. Uh, Sorry, could you not appreciate the mouth trumpet there? That was spot on. That was that was a fantastic trumpet. I'm, I'm super proud of you. Give us a little bit more. Oh, yeah, I've ruined it now because I'm smiling. Uh, yeah, that wasn't as good, man. It sounds like you're listening to like snappy jazz on a gramophone. 100%. I've actually got that album, Perfect. Snappy Jazz on a Gramophone. That would be my that would be my debut Same. album. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, what would By, be uh, uh, what? Billy Bob Trumpet Mouth, right? <laughs> Billy Bob uh, Trumpet no. Mouth. No. Yeah, yeah, Billy yeah. Bob Otherwise. Thornton. Calm down. <laughs> First of the Cornetto trilogy, <laughs> Shaun of the Dead, directed by Edgar Wright, starring Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. And I love how you ask this question, then derail it, and then just fucking answer it yourself. Yeah, this I wanted to give the answer. I wanted to give the answer. I'm stealing All it right. from you. Uh, this stars you every... You stole the question too. Rob, what are we doing today? Uh, we're doing Shaun of the Dead, mate. Edgar Wright's uh, directorial <laughs> 2004 masterpiece, starring Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. And every uh, British television comedy actor of 2004. Masterpiece is probably an understatement. I, w- I, w- I wondered what you were going to say there. If you'd said overstatement, nah, I'd have been... No, 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 of course not. This is like... As I was watching this, I realised it was probably the first good zombie film since 28 Days Later. What the fuck are you even saying to me right now? Name a good zombie film. Didn't this come out the same year as 28 Days It came out the same year as 28 Days Later, right? Did it? When yeah. did 28 Days Later come out? <laughs> I swear 28 Days Later was like 1999. No, I'm pretty sure it was the same year as this. 2002. 2002. 2002. All right, so it was two years prior to okay. this. Okay, it wasn't, wasn't quite the drought that I expected, yeah, yeah. But all I'm saying say is... the two-year zombie movie drought. Yeah, yeah, all I'm saying is that you had your 70 zombies... And then we had to wait until the early 2000s to get good zombies again with... Are you just, like, glossing over the 80s? Are you doing that on purpose? Or are you doing that as, like, a... Is this, like, a ploy? Name a good... Zo- a- 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 name a good 80s zombie film. Um... Okay, sorry. Se- uh, late 70s, early 80s with the Romeros and the uh, Evil Deads. And then okay. 90s, no zombies. Name a good 90s zombie film. Off the top of my head, I can't. They were gone. They disappeared. It was all about dinosaurs. It was all about mm. Jurassic Park, which is coincidentally what else we're covering. So this is this yeah. is sort of post dinosaurs. We've sort of given stop giving a shit about dinosaurs now. What's going to come back? Yeah, twenty eight days later, which was kind of fast zombies. Which was everyone was like, oh my god, you too? They can run. Yeah, it's not really my cup of tea, man. You're not into you're not into fast zombies. Not really. Twenty eight days later is fine. Don't get me wrong; it's a good movie, but yep. it's it's like. Well, I mean, fortunately, neither is Edgar Wright or Simon Pegg, as they were quoted as saying, death is not an energy drink. It is not, but it's also when, like, monsters are fully fledged and, like, rounded out and everyone understands the law and, like, yeah, you yeah. know... Yeah, and what they represent. 
the biology, the physiology around it. It's it's more yeah. about what they represent. That's a great fucking yeah. statement right there. Because yeah, 28 yeah. Days Later ignores it and goes, see these people who are too fucking lazy to go for a jog? Watch them <laughs> sprint now they're dead, mate. Nothing left to lose anymore. Yeah, don't yeah, get yeah, out yeah. of breath because they don't need it. right? But they're not referred shit. to as zombies in 28 Days Later, are they? We just collectively as a society decided that they were. But we're not covering 28 Days Later. We're covering Shaun of the Dead. What do you think of the film? This is genius. This is yeah. this is hands down. Um, I'm a huge fan of spaced. Yep, huge fan of spaced. Doesn't show at all, man. No. <laughs> Still living in your twenties, living off pop culture references, obsessed with comic books. <laughs> I do have a shitload of comic books and toys yeah, yeah. behind me. Yep. But yeah, this is genius. This was my introduction to uh, like horror comedy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yep. Yeah. Horror comedy, but more with like a bite. At society, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would say you know there wasn't I mean? a more successful. Uh, I won't excuse the pun. You're not excused. That was awful. <laughs> um, uh, the, this is probably since American Werewolf in London, probably the most successful blending of horror and comedy that that there has been. Yeah, I yeah. I think they're very very similar films in that regard. No, they are quite similar. They're in the they're similar in the sense of where they don't take the piss out of the subject matter they're funny no. in their own right they're, yeah yeah they're funny because they're funny they're not funny because they're taking the piss yeah yeah this isn't a spoof of a zombie for those for those of you exactly. who haven't seen this is not a spoof of a zombie film this is a this is a spoof of rom-coms set in a zombie film rom-coms yeah you reckon he loses the girl he's got to get the girl he's got the plan at the start of the day by the way did you notice that uh ed spoils the entire plot of the film in the pub in the first yeah, act, like the first, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, good. I, of course, man. This, I. I all right, I've all right, Mr. Fucking since, impressed. Like, all right, Mr. All right, fine. For those of you that might be fucking interested <laughs> in a fact about movies on a movie podcast, unlike my fucking unhelpful cl- it's collaborator. Not, I mean, if you've watched oh, the ben, movie, do you, you want to hear? Do you want to tell the listeners it. an interesting fact? No, not really. Sure, go for it. Um, go for it. Ed, what was that, Rob? How does he? How does he spoil the movie at the beginning of well, the movie? I'm glad you should ask because uh, because Sean goes oh we know what's the plan and he goes oh a bloody Mary first thing a bite at the king's head a couple of the little princess and stagger back here and bang back at the bar for shots now the plot of this film is Sean and his mate Ed who Mm -hmm. are flat sharing with their um, overbearing roommate who's to be fair got a point but we'll come back to that um, are stuck in a rut going to the same pub every night working the same sort of dead end retail job Mm-hmm. And Sean's missus has had enough of it, and she dumps him. And then he, uh, sort of, during a zombie apocalypse, campaigns to get her back. Bloody Mary, <laughs> being the first zombie they meet in the garden, who's named Mary. Yeah. He then goes to pick his mum and his stepdad up, who get bitten uh, mm-hmm. at the neck, bite the king's head. Uh, yep. They then go to the girlfriend's house, or the princess's house, and find uh, her and her couple mates. Mm-hmm. And then they pretend to be zombies on the way back to the pub. Mm-hmm. before holding up in the pub, finding the gun the pub is named after, the Winchester, mm-hmm. and having a few shots with it. A Bloody Mary first thing, bite the king's head, couple at the little princess, they stagger back here and bang, bar, back at the bar for shots. Isn't that fascinating, Ben? I the Edgar honestly, Wright would buddy, foreshadow the whole film. That's, that's blown my absolute tits off. What were my C cups are now my barely A cups. Like two aspirin on an ironing board. Like two... Oh, ironing board's a little personal. I feel like I've <laughs> told you stuff in confidence that I'm a little self-conscious about for you to be thrown about on here. Okay, cool. Well, that's out there now. All right, good stuff. <laughs> ben yeah. has an incredibly flat abs. Everything. You can, I've you got can everything. Do. 
I got a flat everything. Flat everything. It's like a, it's it's just an ironing board, but it's an ironing board from the from both sides though. That's the thing. Did you know that the the smallest functioning penis is one sixteenth of an inch long? Why? I don't even know how I would go about finding out that fact without ending up on some sort of register. <laughs> uh, mirror. Anyway, <laughs> that was nice. That was nice. Um, was I nice. love this film. I now we put a spoiler tag at the front. We've already spoiled the whole film. Yeah, but you've already if, spoiled the whole film. I fucking tried to stay clear of it. You've done that. Yeah. You need to wallow. I've got in no that sympathy. I've got no right. so, sorry, listener. If I've spoiled a film from two thousand and four, but everyone I know has seen this film. But I know very few people. When you suggest that it gets put on they're like ah oh, i've seen it it is a without question glorious rewatch i was shocked and surprised at how gloriously this rewatch is even though i feel like i've seen it once a year every year since it came out i think that i think i have seen this at least once a year every year since it came out it's the first horror comedy that came out that was l- like that was genuinely fucking uh, aimed at you know mm. us. horror fans yeah I don't know. You love you really you really love dog soldiers. Uh, dog soldiers. I fucking hated dog soldiers. You love dog soldiers. I hated dog soldiers. Sean Pertwee's one of your favorite horror actors. You said that. It to was me. hilarious for all the wrong reasons. It, w- it tried to take itself too seriously. If it was like mm-hmm. a little bit tongue in cheek, perfect. More like black sheep. Black sheep's fun, mm, kind of. But this one is aimed at me and you, twenty yeah. somethings. Yeah. Lost in a fucking a world of opportunity. Twenty something. And someone's fucking. Someone's when this fucking came out, optimistic. come on, man. We were teens yeah, when this enough. came out. So growing up with it, yeah, I'm sort yeah, of yeah. doing it across the timeline. I'm not saying now because you know yeah, yeah. clearly we figured everything out and we're not living this exact life in this fucking movie. The only difference is, is that there's not a zombie oh, no, apocalypse. No, 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 no. I'm not sofa surfing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not at all. Same. Would you? Do you have a zombie action plan? Yeah. Which is fill every sink. Every bathtub, mm-hmm. every container mm-hmm. with water, because as soon as water's yep. gone, you're fucked. So yeah, get, yep. get everything filled up, cover it with cling film, keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, grab as much fucking like tin food and long-lasting shit that you can. Right. Pour sand, pour sand all over the floor from my house to a supermarket. And then, because we've well, so that you can quiet place it quiet to, place. to the supermarket. Yeah, just in case yeah. they're aliens. Just to fuck me off. <laughs> yeah. So I'll put sand <laughs> no everywhere just so we're purpose, silent. Just to fuck me off. <laughs> yeah. So when the autumn comes around and you're stomping on crunchy leaves, getting the shit kicked out, of I'm not making undead. it to autumn. I'm not making it to autumn. What's your zombie plan? My my zombie plan is find the sex pile and enjoy the sex pile for as long as that is an active pile before we all get eaten. Because oh, that sounds depressing. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yours sounds what depressing. Do you mean? Like everyone's, what do you everyone's mean like, mine sounds depressing. Mine's great. I've got water. Everybody sand. everybody everybody thinks that they're gonna be like it's gonna be like the Walking Dead, this, that, or the other. Do you know what no one died of in the Walking Dead? Diarrhea. That's what we'd all fucking die of. Why? You'd bite your lip and you wouldn't be able to get antibiotics and you'd fucking That's, die. No, no, no. See, I'd have a trail of sand so that I could mm-hmm. secretly and quietly mm-hmm. Walk Go to the antibiotics over to my manufacturer. Yeah, oh, the pharmacist which wouldn't run out immediately. That's fine. No one would think of the pharmacy. No I'd one would that. think of and the pharmacy. And then I get onto the next yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are okay, we planning fine. our fucking zombie apocalypse, or are we talking about this movie? It's <laughs> 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 like 15 minutes in, and I feel like I've said I like this horror comedy. <laughs> I am the derailer now. <laughs> so, the main reason that this movie fucking spoke to me 
when I was a teenager is it's because yeah. it's two losers, right? Me and you are fucking two losers, right? <laughs> we're not, How dare we're not sailing you? around the world in our, in our yachts. We're not on True. TikTok being like, here's our side hustle. We're mm-hmm. none of this waffle, all right? I mean, I don't know. I've got four platinum records, so... Mm-hmm. Sorry, mate. You worked on you four. Saying? You worked on four. <laughs> you write them. There's no Rob McFarlane platinum record out there. Calm your tits, all right? Uh, it's got my name on it. Does it? Yeah. Does it? Yeah, I it bought does. two of them. Can't see your name anyway. <laughs> 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 I've got two on the shelf behind me. Fifty percent of the sales. <laughs> <laughs> so, me and you, me and you, are two losers. Yeah, we're losers. That are sort of fucking trying to find our way through life. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of apparent that that you know Sean is in a dead end job. He's not really fucking mm-hmm. enjoying what he's doing. He's he's grasping onto. Like the youthful wonder of like ha- playing video games with his best mate and, and yeah. trying to do something other. He's got his overbearing roommate Peter Serafinowicz, Pete Genius, who uh, incredible character, who is trying to slap a little bit of wake the fuck up and grow up into mm-hmm. both of them. Yep. yep. Um, but you know, naturally they're like, "Well, fuck it, man." You know, I'd rather play Resident Evil too. Which, to be fair, yeah. coming from my point of view, I yeah, would yeah. rather play Resident Evil too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Was it Time Splitters 2 that Ed uh, plays? What, in Spaced? Or in this? In this. I'm sure he's playing Time Splitters. Anyway, continue. I'm not sure. I'm Time Splitting Hairs. Me and you met in London. Yeah. Um, this is obviously set in London. The main fucking point to take away from this is everything that I hate about London. Everyone yeah. is in their own little bubble. Everyone yep. is already a fucking zombie. Everyone is already mm-hmm. thinking, I'm the most important person that exists right here right now yep. this movie portrays that perfectly that everyone is so wrapped up in their own little fucking yep. dome of self-importance and self-worth that they don't even notice that there is an entire this flu that yeah. has swept the nation and caused an entire zombie apocalypse no one really picks up on it until it's no, no, fucking no. way way no, the way too late it's, it's that thing of everyone is already part zombie before the film fucking starts just trapped in routines yeah. and and not living. But that's exactly how I feel about fullest. London. Like this is why I had to move out of London. I just couldn't fucking, I couldn't do it. It's too much. I'd, it's I'd, to an extent when I moved to Japan, it's similar over there, man. Mm. Like fuck, you can be on a train, and just no one, no one exists outside of the little fucking no. the little space. You're too, you're you have too busy you. to it let them. Terrifying. You're too busy to let them. If somebody talks to me it's on public weird. transport, I have budgeted just enough energy for my commute to get me from my house to the door of my work and i don't have Mm. any energy left over in that budget to talk to somebody if they're being super friendly and super nice so if i'm on the tube and somebody starts being super friendly and super nice Mm -hmm. i'm now having to spend more than i'd budgeted for on Mm -hmm. concentration and thinking and all that sort of stuff which is lovely but again in london you're never going to see anyone again so, you know, the the possibility of, of that conversation bearing fruit or anything like that, and if it does, it's usually a whole, oh, what do you do? It becomes a business thing. It's not the same as when you're in a small town and you might see somebody again and you've got the extra headroom to deal with stuff. London is very much like that. You're, you're entirely right. Yeah, I fucking hate it. I, it. Like, arguably, it's worse now, like, that it's, what, 20 years down the line nearly. It's worse now than it was back then because every single fucking person is staring at a screen or a monitor, yeah. just oh, yeah. a little rectangle in their hands. Yeah, and yeah. that is their that is. Do you know what I mean? This is life, yeah, and yeah. then that is 
Just the ultimate zombification of an entire fucking populace. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And deliberately so as well, I would argue, if you've seen the great hack documentary. Yeah. Monetization of attention has completely turned Let's us into... Let's not get into that, man. <laughs> too too yeah. freaky. Well, yeah, the that, real no, horror it's just film. too fucking close to the bone, man. So no, everyone everyone starts this film in a, in a state of semi-zombification and then obviously, as the apocalypse hits, everyone but our main characters enters into complete zombification... Um, mm-hmm. What? What is an interesting one? Before we get into which mm-hmm. of us is Sean and which of us is Ed, uh, why is it that Ed? Is it just for comedy that Ed stays a zombie? It's a happy ending. But why is it that Ed gets bitten and continues to live as a zombie? Is that just for jokes or is that for a point? Because I would argue that Ed's happy as a zombie. And I think that's the point that the film is making, is that although it roundly criticises this semi-zombification, yeah. I think that he's Ed getting there. bitten and Ed being kept, he's not only only already there, but he doesn't want to be anything else. He's perfectly happy being there. And yeah, so exactly. him ending as a zombie. Yeah, okay, good. But that makes that's, a, that's the happy ending for, for Sean and Ed, though. Like, both of them. Do you know what I mean? Sean yeah. still has his best friend that he can play video games yep. with when he has the, the free time. Ed yep. is given a free place to live, um, <laughs> he can sit and <laughs> play video unlive. games in the shed constantly. Yep. It's fucking awesome. I think it's the, it's the nicest ending possible in this movie. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And Dylan Moran dies, which is fantastic. Uh, I mean, he had it coming. He character so in this is in a fucking film. asshole, man. I couldn't. He's such an asshole. Dude. That bit where he pulls the trigger. Hold on, <sighs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He. Dylan Moran's character in this is essentially yeah. fucking... Uh, he is Sean's Mrs. friend who is in love yes. with her. But he yes. could never be with her, so instead he chooses to be with her best friend oh. just so he can remain in contact with the person oh, that he's really in love so with, which skeezy. is Sean's girlfriend. It is the greasiest, skeeviest, yeah. piece-of-shittest thing you can do. You could ever do. You could ever do because you're not only being a fucking creeper, you're also hurting someone else in the process. Creepy, Who loves you? Yeah, Stevie yeah. bastard. It's heartbreaking that a moment in this movie where she's mm-hmm. like, shut the fuck up. Like, I, we all know why you're with yeah. me. I've come to accept it. You just need to fucking accept it. Oh. We all know that you're in love with her. And I, it was just, it was that moment where my heart was yep. like, oh, fuck me. Yep. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? That? No wonder that you were just. He turns around the next second. He's like, "Fuck it, I'm out. I'm just going to go. I'm yeah, just going yeah, yeah, to yeah. the zombies." Because you, your yeah, entire facade has just ended. All of it's gone. Yeah, yeah. And you deserve so to go out into the zombies. A hundred percent. You deserve to That's... go out before this anyway. Before that whole little like <laughs> heartbreak thing. He is so cold and callous when it comes to Sean. Uh, right. Uh, uh, we we join our characters. They go and pick up Sean's mom and stepdad. Obviously, uh, stepdad has been bitten. And he turns in the jag, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's very sad. But I don't think that, um, that Sean and Ed are too bothered about it to begin with because they're like, oh, yeah. fuck him. He's, you know, he's, he's on our ass constantly. Do this, yeah. do that, do this. You need to do this. You yeah, need yeah. to be a better son, blah, blah. But then when he turns and he, he does mm-hmm. that last little like bit of wisdom being sort of like, you're a good son. Yeah. yeah he's yeah, like, yeah, God, yeah. no. Uh, Why didn't you uh, just die an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's man, beautiful, man. That was but, a... Although it's played for comedy, I had a family member I was I was raised with who was a complete an asshole, mm-hmm. and that whole thing of why didn't you just die an asshole is so true. Mm. If you've got a family member, and I'm sure everybody out there can relate to this, if you've got a family member that you love but mm-hmm. don't like, mm-hmm. pray to God they die an asshole because it just keeps it easy. 
because you can go, okay, they were an asshole. It's, yeah. You'll always have that thing of, oh, if only, yeah, yeah. if only. My my if only got erased, man. My if Because like, my person that was an mm. asshole and then uh, disappeared was my dad. Mm. So he disappeared when I was like a kid, like six or seven. And uh, I tracked him down in my early 20s and he was living 10 right. minutes away for my entire life and just did nothing about it, right? So anyway, we had a bust up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fast forward another 10 years to, mm-hmm. was it last year or the year before? It might have been the year before last. Yeah. Um, sent me a, a Facebook friend request. And oh, I was like, that is fucking perfect because i was getting to that like <laughs> decade mark where i was like maybe i need to hear him out maybe if he just tells me his side it's understandable uh, yeah, and then yeah. i was like a fucking facebook friend request that's how you want to reach oh, out all right you're so gonna die good. an arsehole good stuff yeah. buddy tick yeah. that one off my list but that's the, that's, since. that's the that's the, the that's the great thing that's the great thing when when somebody can just remain an arsehole and i think i think the the, the truly damaging people in life are the ones who are 95% of the time the worst person in the world mm-hmm. and 5% of the time funny, charming, intelligent, and caring. Because mm-hmm. it's just that 5% that keeps you, keeps mm-hmm. your face on the pavement, 100%. dragged behind them. If it yeah, was 100% of the time, you just leave. You just go, yeah, you, you know, just, it's not worth it. You cut the rope straight away, but because it's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. and you've got that little glimmer of hope, you're like, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, that's and, a uh, yeah, fucking when, realization. When, <laughs> no, I think. It, I, do you know what? I think. I think. I grew up thinking that I was the only one with a fucked up family, and as I've gotten older, I've realised it's the one thing that unites all of us. We've all got an Uncle Terry. I think it's just how you deal with it. I think everyone's fucked up, right? Everyone has a fucked up yep. situation. Every single person comes from a different background. It doesn't matter whether it was amazing or terrible or fucking anything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's there's stuff that you that you can't deal with. It's how you deal with it. Like with me, yeah. I'm fucking incredibly lucky because I had a shitty part. I had a shitty dad. Who yep. has done nothing but yeah, give me the well, best no, fucking lessons in life? Request, mate. <laughs> mate, a fucking friend request on Facebook. <laughs> Shit me. Let Come me roll on. out the red carpet there, bud. Damn Do you want right. an apple pie? I'll pop the custard on the stove. Let's go. Um, Could have been a poke. Yeah, it's just it's how you deal with it, man. I, I yeah. view my fucking upbringing is as like I'm incredibly lucky to have had a person show me exactly mm. how not to be a person because now yeah. there's no mystery. I can sit here yeah. and go, is that something Fred? What would Fred do? <laughs> what would Fred do? And if it's Fred might do that, I'm going to go in the opposite direction. And I guarantee yeah. it's the right decision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I can, do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm lucky to yeah, have yeah, that. Totally. I'm lucky to have had totally. that. That's, that's, that's how you view it. That's coming from me now, six mm-hmm. months into therapy, yeah. one year into sobriety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. This Two is years ago, it would have been a different 30s. story. Yeah. Two years ago, I'd have been like, fuck this guy, I'm going to fucking slap him with an oar of a dinghy. You know what I mean? Uh, very specific. Are you even so, near yeah, water? I bought, You're like, no, no, no. I, a long I, walk I, found, for I you. cleaned the garage out the other day, man, and I found my old dinghy. Uh, but only one oar, and is it's that, still bothering me. Is still available on Facebook Marketplace? No, 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 no. I found my dinghy in my garage. I only right. have one oar, though. So now I'm under a mystery of where the fuck is my other oar. Like, I at mean, what point in my life have I metaphor. lost an oar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but it taught me a great that lesson. Isn't art imitating How not life. to be an awe. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, this film watches differently after COVID, right? I think it's it kind of predicted the future, man. Like, fuck. Because <laughs> the pub lock-ins around me, everyone was like, should we just pop to the Rosie? Wait <laughs> yeah. for this all to blow over. Like, that was it. Like, that was that was the plan. Let's just pop to the Rosie and wait yeah. for everything to blow over. 
people I were think, having like think, secret th- lock-ins. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we've we've inadvertently stumbled upon a combination of the two franchises that perfectly explain how people behave during moments of crisis. <laughs> because everyone said, yeah. "Why would they do Jurassic Park another three times? Surely they'd learn." And I'm post-COVID. I'm like, no. No one would learn. No. They would do Jurassic Park yeah, again 100%. and again and again. Yeah. In fact, there would be some people campaigning against the yeah. closure of Jurassic Park because they didn't believe that the dinosaurs were really that bad. Uh, and same yeah. with Shaun of the Dead. Same with Shaun of the Dead. It was it was uncanny how true it. it you know, it's, it'll be all right, honey. I've run it under a cold tap. Yeah, <laughs> that, is that Barbara? <laughs> oh, that brings us right no, back to Delamaran. Oh, it is the stepdad. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. It is. All right. Well, we're going back to Barbara anyway. Barbara, yep. aptly named because of Night of the Living Dead. We're coming for you, Barbara. We're coming for you, Barbara. George A. Romero, when he saw the film, didn't mm-hmm. get that reference. They had to tell him it was a reference to one of his films. <laughs> yeah. He watched that film alone in a <laughs> cinema screen in Florida with no one but a security guard. And I like oh. to think that the security guard. I, so I want to think that the security guard was employed by Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg to just go make sure he doesn't fucking pirate this. All right. If we, if we get onto fucking Pirate Bay and Romero's uploaded a shitty fucking like screen copy, like a cam copy, being like, new movie in the works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of slotscasino.com, it just says georgeromero.com. Yeah, it's just, it's just <laughs> dawnofthedead.org. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't care about yeah, yeah. the, they just really want to get the information out there. Um, Barbara. Mm-hmm. When we all get to the Winchester, the the girlfriend and her friends have been convinced to leave their very very safe, uh, very safe high rise apartment <laughs> where they yep. had no issues whatsoever. Sean has None. climbed the drain pipe and convinced them to head to the Winchester with them. Mm-hmm. The stepdad, Phil. Yeah, yeah, Phil. Yeah, Phil. He is he has sadly passed. And he has. Um, Barbara is in the pub. The the zombies have surrounded the pub. And it gets to a point now where this she's shit been bit. had me in bits. Yeah. Uh, she, she's been bitten. She reveals that she's been bitten and is like slowly turning, like yep. dying. It's this hugely emotional thing that I'm trying to skip over because I've got... <coughs> yeah, yep. it's the best bit of acting Simon Pegg has ever done or ever will do. He's, it is incredible. I yep. get a catch in my throat just thinking about it, man. It's, he is yep. so fucking wonderful. He's been mm-hmm. a loser the entire fucking movie, but he's yep. so heartfelt and such yeah. a beautiful soul that just yep. it all comes pouring out in this moment where Dylan Moran has zero empathy for what's going on. Sean is saying his final words to his beloved mother, the sweetest fucking yep. woman that has ever existed in this in this movie. She's right? so beautiful. Oh my god, she calls him pickle. Yeah, pickle. Do you know that's what Simon's Peg's actual mum calls him. Edgar Wright's mum. Is it Edgar Wright's mum? Edgar Wright's mum. I heard yes. it was Simon Pegg, and that's why Simon Pegg got so caught up in the... Oh, I stand corrected. Or you're wrong. Either way. Either or. Someone's mum genuinely calls Someone's mom. Their, some, their offspring... Yeah, Pickle. <laughs> pickle. And it's very lovely. <laughs> it is very, very lovely. But Dylan Moran raises the fucking gun... And points yeah, it, it directly at Barbara's face, going, she's going to turn, we need to kill her. And Sean's yep. in bits, saying, don't shoot my mum, or don't point yeah. that gun at my mum. Yeah. And it, it all fucking Ooh. blows up, man. That guy, I, fuck me, man. What are, your, um, what are your thoughts on Simon Pegg lately? 
Because because uh, the reason I ask this is because when obviously Shaun of the Dead came out when we were teenagers, yeah. followed by the films that we're going to cover, um, yeah. Hot Fuzz. But between Hot Fuzz and The World's End, he sort of got the Star Trek, Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. Mission Impossible stuff going on. Yeah. And I feel like there's a fundamental difference now between the Simon Pegg of this era and the Spaced era and the Simon Pegg we have now. And I can't, I can't quite put my finger on it, and I'm sure you can. I think... Simon Pegg, back in the day, so you know, spaced, mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, this kind of stuff. Like yeah, he yeah. was, like a nerdy, unknown dude, just with an everyman quality. Every he was relatable to every man. Yeah. He was like, do you know what I mean? He was writing fucking insanely good, uh, yeah. weird niche pop culture yeah. references that spoke to a very select few people yeah. and there was totally, I mean, totally, you go totally. through if you watch spaced even to this day there is new stuff that i pick up on every time <laughs> i watch it through. <laughs> yeah and yeah, it's yeah. it's shit like that is just it doesn't get made anymore like there is no, no there is no market for it anymore well um, it, 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 it found a new home on the internet it found a new home on the internet where you can find a YouTube yeah. creator who speaks to just you and they've got a smaller audience as a result yeah. of it. But it's just sort of pre-internet yeah, and you didn't get that unless it was a Kevin Smith movie or if it was a Simon Pegg movie. Yeah, so that was that was how it is now, right? And then mm. Shaun of the Dead kind of sums this up as well, by the way. So I'm going to use a reference from the movie. Shaun of the De- uh, Simon Pegg back then mm. is Shaun. Simon mm. Pegg now is a much more successful version of himself. A yeah. lot more together... A lot higher budget, a lot mm-hmm. sort of. Do you know what I mean? Like working on much, much bigger projects. I'd say that he's the Peter Sarah Fenowitz of this movie character. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah. So I, he's Pete now. He was Sean, and that evolution. But what um, I find interesting is I, I don't think Simon himself has changed. I think the, the the context around him has changed and made it less charming. Yeah. I think it you was char- it's like, charming when it's when it's when it's a guy who's aspiring, and a guy who wants to but hasn't. But when it's a guy that that is all that and it has happened for you, you're like, well, you, you you can't build your character around being the sort of charming underdog when you've won the casino. I think the culture around it's changed. Like, geek culture, nerd culture has fucking Fully exploded mainstream. since we yeah, were teenagers. Yeah. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, I used to be able to walk... Uh, in my small town, there used to be mm-hmm. one comic book store, right? Yep. And that closed down because of, like, lack of business. So then we had to yeah. travel to fucking Birmingham, which yep. is the second biggest city in the UK, about 40 minutes <laughs> yep. away on a train, to go and visit a comic book store. And me yep. me and my friends used to go and do that on, on a weekend, almost religiously. Yeah. And that was our weekend out. The comic book stores were empty. Yep. It was full of old comic books that were, like, just people had found in their basement or attics mm-hmm. and would just fucking donate or throw away or do yep. whatever. I, that comic book store is still there in Birmingham, by the way. Um, but now when I go there, it's fucking full of people. Yeah. Everything's shiny. Yeah. Everything is like mad expensive. Yeah, yeah. If you want to buy, like I, I remember in, uh, I think it was the Notting Hill Carnival. It was either me and you or me and Alex, but we were actively trying to avoid the huge crowds of people. And we found yeah, a yeah. bookstore and in the basement, there was a number one of the yeah, Flash. Yeah. No, Notting Hill before it was a comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before it was a comic book, it was in like newspaper print, and mm-hmm. it was battered to shit. Ten p, ten p for a Flash number one. Yep, like, yep. that's fucking insane, right? Insane. And then you go to imagine the market on that now. Com- that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. You go to the one in Birmingham now, and you're looking at stuff like there's not even. I mean, I think Spawn number one in Birmingham is yeah. like 
fucking thousands. Like Jesus thousands. Christ. It's insane. They've got a whole there's wall a, there's, of... There's a comic book they've yet to exploit into a decent set of movies. Spawn. Mm-hmm. That movie was all right. It, w- uh, it wasn't great. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah, the, it the, the design was good. The design and the C, especially yeah, it seeing good. as early days of CGI, it looked good. But yeah. the, my God, it's a bad content film. shit. But it looks content fun. shit. But it looks great. <laughs> and that perfectly sums up like where we're at, fucking pop culture now. You know? What yeah, I mean? very true. Looks good, but the content shit. There you yeah. go, man. Yeah, there you go. Well, uh, how medically possible is this film? I couldn't fucking tell you. I don't know. It's based on a flu, I guess. <laughs> so if we're looking culturally 100% medically possible, yeah, yeah. there is a 100%. million percent certainty that no one in London would figure out that there is a zombie apocalypse that's been happening <laughs> for at least three weeks. No one would know. Not one person nah. would clock on. No, no, like that, we'd be, we'd like be too wrapped up in work. Honestly, the cameraman at the BBC News Centre could mm-hmm. not go home for three days and just go, because he's got his fucking wrist <laughs> stuck in like the, the whatever apparatus yeah, yeah. it's used to balance a camera. They'd still be giving the news. Yeah, yeah. Derek? 100%. This way? This way? This way? Focus? Derek? Derek? Yep. Focus? Derek? <laughs> that oh. No one would know. Um, yeah, they'd just tape his mouth shut and be sort of like, oh, he's having problems at home. Yeah. And then rating it is obviously Fat 10, right? We're, we're, this is Fat 10 month. Yeah. But it's, <gasps> there was hesitation there. Uh, there was hesitation because I don't feel I don't feel like this is rateable. It's not. It's not <laughs> a like this is the bar that that this is the bar that mm. we need to use for reference. Mm. So it, it's not like yeah. oh, it's a ten in yeah, reference yeah. to everything else. Yeah, that's yeah, it's happened the before. French it, this kilo. Is almost yeah, yeah, the perfect. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's almost yeah, the perfect yeah. horror comedy that exists. Yeah. Since you know okay. what I mean, there is nothing yeah. that comes before. Fat one hundred like, out of ten. It's just fucking... I found just, it fast. So, oh, again, same. Medically possible, totally. Fat 10, obviously. Mm, French kilogram mm. in terms of setting the standard. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting as we go forward seeing Edgar Wright as a director because I, I it's only re-watching this that I realised Sean's Walk to the Shop is the opening credits of Baby Driver. The unbroken one long shot with all the detail in the background. Um... And the yep. cutting to music. The only difference with the, is Baby Driver, the background changes depending on what song he's listening to and depending on what's happening. Yeah, 100%. But the, the mm. lyrics of the song being in the background and then the setup mm-hmm. of, of his walk to the shop with the zombies being contrasted. This is like a sort of version one of what he would then go on to do with Baby Driver with cutting to music and uh, beating, up, um, beating up the barkeep with the pool sticks. You know, there's yeah, all these yeah. sorts of things that would go on to become Edgar Wright staples. You know the the yeah. his ability as a writer to foreshadow, where it's almost like he writes the second half of the film first, and then yeah. just writes the first half of the film as a way of foreshadowing the second. He, you know, so that was fascinating to watch. Um, but this is the first screenplay yeah. that they that him and Simon Pegg ever wrote, like yeah. ever. They had to go yeah, home yeah. and study zombie movies to figure out what was, you know, yeah. nearly the bankrupted. Right? Yeah. Do you know that Edgar Wright has still hasn't paid back Sean Pegg? For the money that he borrowed for this movie. Sean Pegg is the absolutely correct... No, not Sean Pegg. Fucking Simon Pegg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call him Sean Pegg from here on out because I don't care uh, about he much He borrowed money off Sean Penn. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't... He, he still hasn't paid back the money to Simon Pegg. No, still hasn't paid Simon, Simon refuses. Simon refuses to accept it because he's like, it made my career. And he's entirely fucking right. Uh, and that's us. Except for the fact that um, in our last episode, Ben said that we should have a cute baby picture off, and everybody on the Discord, 
fans, listeners, Everyone myself, has. Yeah. has posted videos of us. Oh, not videos. Oh, that would be illegal. Um, mm-hmm. uh, pictures of us as Good cute save. babies. And uh, Ben, Ben is yet to do so. So this is me publicly pressuring you. I've been fucking kind of struggling with you know the whole vertigo Standing shit that's up. going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm I'm yeah, struggling yeah. to stand up without feeling like I'm Bambi on ice. Been watching too much Hitchcock. Yeah. yeah, it's one of them. And with that, it's one of them. <laughs> we love you all dearly. We will see you next really week do. for Jurassic Park: The Lost World, which may be the perfect sequel, or maybe a film too far. You're going to have to join us to find out. And until then, <laughs> consume. Consume.